Welcome back to another edition of <clears throat> Real Talk with Real People. My name is Dr. Carolina Bethia Jones. I am your host. Oh, it is crazy out there, right? I know. We're all stuck in the house trying to shelter in place, and it's been a very difficult time for some of us. But um, I want you to remember that everything that we're doing when we stay inside is for our own protection as well as the protection of others. This is a time when we need to start thinking logically and not thinking emotionally. Oh, I miss this person. I miss that person. I want to go out. I want to do this. I want to do that. We need to keep those thoughts at bay because this is an opportunity for us to show love. Yes, show love. How do we show love? We show love by following the rules. Why? Because the rules that they put in place protects all of us. Okay, so anyway, I want to talk about not the coronavirus because you've been hearing so much about the coronavirus for all these many weeks. That it's time for us to start thinking about ways that we can be productive. And I want us to be productive. I want us to take this opportunity to do some things that we never had opportunity to do. I look at every situation as opportunity. And this is another situation in which I look at it as opportunity. Most of us are working from home. The ones of us who were lucky enough to still have a job. I know that there are individuals who have been let go, uh, individuals who have lost their jobs as a result of this. And, and our hearts go out to them and our prayers as well. But I want you to also look at this as an opportunity for you to truly be and do what it is that you have always imagined yourself doing and being. You remember my model. Everyone remembers my model because I say it every time I'm on these airwaves. Don't ask the world what it needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive and then go do that. Because what the world needs is people who have come alive. But I'm going to say something a little bit different today. What the world needs is for people to stay alive. And in order to stay alive, you're going to have to stay inside. Okay? Six feet, social distances, if you have to go out. But if you don't have to go out, I want you to sit down and get a notebook and start thinking about the things that make you come alive. Because when this epidemic is over, you're going to have opportunities to go outside again. And what are you going to do when you're out there? What are you going to do? Something to think about, right? So I want you to grab a pen, grab a notebook, and I want you to sit back and I want you to really, really think about what it is that you want to do with your life. And then I want you to do the research. A lot of times we sit and we talk about and we think about what it is we want to do with our lives and then we don't know where to go. Well, you have to do the research. You have to figure out what you need to do in order to do it. And once you do the research, you start putting those things in place, okay? I am talking about opportunity. You all have an opportunity right now to start mapping out your life. Trying to figure out what it is that you want. You have to look within yourself. And a lot of people don't want to sit with themselves. I get it. I get it. A lot of you don't even want to sit down and think about what you want. You have never had the opportunity to sit down and think about what you want. But today is the day. This is the day in which you have opportunity to sit down and really think about what it is that you want to do. Some of you have been wanting to learn how to play the guitar well. You have perfect opportunity to do that now. What about some of you who wanted to write? 
this is a perfect opportunity for you to write. That novel that's been inside of you waiting to come out, now you have opportunity to start putting pen to paper. And I'm going to have a, a writing course coming up real soon. So if you want to be a part of that, please send me an email and um, we can get that started for you. I have lots of online classes that's going on right now. I have biblical classes that's going on right now. Because you know, come on, I'm a Bible girl. Come on. So you know I have the Bible classes. But I also have that those classes that you will not find in your Bible school or your church, if you're interested in some extra wisdom. We got those classes too. So all I'm trying to say is opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. When opportunity comes, you have to take the opportunity. <sighs> all right, so I'm going to have no guests for the next couple of months. So you're going to have to tolerate me for a little while because I'm going to still do what I love. And that's doing this podcast. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. I have opportunity now to sit down and really think about the kind of shows I want to put on, the kind of guests I want to have on. And if you want to be a guest on my show, you can be a guest on my show because my show is about ordinary people. It's about people like you and like me who have thoughts and who have ideas and who have businesses and who have whatever. See... Just because there's doctor in front of my name don't mean that I'm still trying to be all scholarly. Nah, I like talking to ordinary people because I'm an ordinary person. It doesn't matter how many degrees I get. It doesn't matter how far up the scale of scholarship I go. I'm still going to be an ordinary person and I'm not going to change who I am. Just because other people are looking at me saying, you ought to do this, or you ought to do that, or you ought to be this, or you ought to dress like that. No, nah, no, nah, that's not who I am. I'm going to be Caroline Bethia Jones my way. Not the way you want me to be. Because I have taken the time to sit down with myself and discover who I am. I don't let the world define me. I define myself. And I know that upsets a lot of people because you got people whispering in my ear saying, you know, you have a degree now. You need to be doing this and you need to be doing that and you need to be dressing this way and you need to be looking that way. And I look at them and I say, I need to be me. And anybody who thinks they're going to come and try to change me for their own purposes are sadly mistaken. I am just an ordinary girl with a whole lot of knowledge. <laughs> and I like that because when you have the knowledge and you don't have to worry about other people trying to tell you what to do. And one of the things that I am not, and that's a follower, I've never been a follower. Trust and believe. Truth is out there. And if it's out there, I'm going to find it because that's the person that I am. I just want to put that out there so you can know that you might get a little bit of crazy on this airwaves. And that's okay because I have a little bit of crazy in me. And the people who are closest to me, they know that I have a little bit of crazy in me. But that's okay. I'm here to entertain you today while we're sheltering in place. So we're going to talk about, well, I'm saying we as if I have my co-host sitting here, as if I have a guest sitting here, which I do not. I am alone in my studio all by myself. And the good thing about that is that I like being alone 
in my studio all by myself. I don't have hangouts, hang-ups about trying to be with a whole group of people. You know, I have to be with a crowd of people. There's going to be 12 or more. Nah, that's not how I roll. I like being by myself because, trust me, you're safer that way. But anyway, while you are sheltering in place, I'm going to try to um, give you some information that you can use. Now, like I said, I've been doing a lot of, um, on, I have a lot of online classes. They have not yet been open to the public because I'm still perfecting them. But they are um, open to whoever is interested in taking some extra classes. I have some, okay, this is where I get myself in trouble, people. <laughs> but I have some Gnostic classes going on. And just for those who don't know what Gnostic means, Gnostic means knowledge, wisdom. But um, I, we'll talk about that later because I don't want to get into that right now. So if you're interested in, in learning a little bit about the Gnostic world, you can contact me and I will set up a private class with you or online, of course. All my classes are online, so you don't even have to leave your house. You just have to get my special code to sign into, and then we can communicate through audio and through maybe some visuals. I'm not really sure about that, but definitely through the written word. Um, what else is going on with me? I am looking to bring back my play if I'm able to. I might have to put that on the back burner, given the situation that we're in. Um, May of 2021 would have been the 10th anniversary of Women on the Edge, and I had plans to bring Women on the Edge back, but I might have to put that on the back burner because given the situation that we can't meet in groups and we can't get together and we can't really rehearse and do things, I or even go to the show if I even had it up. So that's something that I have to put on the back burner. But that's okay. Because this is what I'm talking about. Just because you have to put something on the back burner don't mean that you don't have something else moving about around you so that you can do something a little bit different. Um, so I can't do that. But I, in the meantime, I'm going to be working on a couple of books. Um, I know for all of my Someone to Love Fragile Heart fans, you're probably saying, okay, I've given up on this girl. She is not bringing out deception, so we're just going to just forget that she has a trilogy. Please don't forget that I have a trilogy. <sighs> I've been very busy, very, very busy, but I am working on deception and opportunity. This is the perfect opportunity for me to start putting deception back in the front burner since I can't work on the things that I want to work on right now. I can work on deception. But for everybody who has not read Someone to Love or Fragile Heart, those books are still available. And um, contact me. I'll send you one. Get, you know what? Since you're stuck in the house, I will send every single person who contacts me a copy of Someone to Love and Fragile Heart. So that you can have something to read. I'm going to send that to you. Free. Well, you got to pay for postage. I mean, if I send everybody a free book, it's going to cost me some money. Because, you know, I'm keeping it real. Postage. Pay for that. So, we're talking what? $5? Okay, two books for $5. And that is just for postage. So, contact me. How can you contact me? You can send me an email 
to novel to go at gmail.com. Now, novel is spelled N O V E L, the number two, and then G O. That's novel to go at gmail.com. Every person who sends me an email say, I would like to have a copy of Someone to Love and Fragile Heart. Yes, I will send you a link to my PayPal so that you can deposit $5. <laughs> and I will send you a copy of my two books. See, Shelter in Place, got to read something, right? It'll also get you up to speed so that when I do put out Deception... You'll already be on top of everything. You'll know what's happening with Stephanie. You'll know what's happening with Stephanie and Terry's trilogy. And their saga and their marriage. Maybe I'll make them come back together. Because, you know, hey. Being stuck in a house, sheltering in place can mend some relationships. So, who knows? I'm not going to give you the plot. I'm not going to tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to make you wait. So what else is going on with me that I can share with you today? Well, I want to share that I have an awesome family. I have been sheltering in place since I think like the 10th of March. So um, about three weeks now, four weeks. But um, I have an awesome, awesome household. I have an awesome husband, awesome children, awesome grandchild. And um, it is a pleasure to be stuck in this house with them. They're super creative, they're super nice and sweet. They're super active, we have intelligent conversations. It's amazing. We watch television and we just go downstairs. There's always music playing. If I just wanna do something different and just you know, get into the groove, I walk downstairs into my husband's studio because he always got the best music playing. <sighs> I am so lucky to be in his household because that man is so full of energy. I'm telling you, he is so full of energy. To be stuck in the house with Al Jones Sr. is a marvelous thing because he is a person who has always been so full of energy. He makes everything come alive here in this house and we're all very uh, lucky. But you know, you would think that we would be like all together in one and we're not. Everybody is still doing their own thing because you know my son, He's upstairs in his private domain, which is the attic, and he's doing his own music up there. But he's always done that. He's always been by himself doing his own thing. So sheltering in place is like, yes, suckers. Now y'all get to see what I've been doing all my life, sheltering in place. <sighs> that boy liked being by himself making music. And that's a good thing because, see, this ain't bothering him at all, you know. But um, it's great. And then my grandson, who ventures downstairs every now and then because his stomach get hungry come over and give me a little hug you know just let me know he love me but he's mostly upstairs on his xbox or after he does his homework because you know he still got homework online you know he's a college student so you know they still working so he's still online doing his homework but he comes down every now and then just to let us know hey Guys, I'm here. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I don't know. I just love my family. Everybody who knows me knows how close we are. We are a very, very close-knit family. I don't think anybody in the world would be able to separate us. We have such a bond. And um, that's 
amazing. I can't even tell you how amazing that is. I've known my husband now for over 40 years. We are actually going to be celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary in May. Um, I was so excited about this. 30 years marriage. Man, that's, that's an accomplishment. I saw that as an accomplishment. Because with every marriage, you know, you have your ups and downs. Ain't no marriage perfect. Our marriage wasn't perfect, but we were determined that we were going to be our best selves. And so this is what happens when you got two mature individuals who are going through the process of growing. You know, I met him when I was 19 years old. So from 19 years old to where I am right now, 58, I'll say my age, that's a long time to, to be with somebody. You know, you change. You know, 19 years old, I was this innocent little girl, so to speak. And I'm not anymore. I'm a grown woman. So he had to see that process of me growing from this teenager, this young woman who did not know what direction she was going to take, but knew she was going to be loyal because I'm a loyal person and, you know, the ups and downs that come with that. He was, you know, a 19-year-old young man and there are things that you go through when you're that young. We all know that, but we have matured and we have become our best selves and I, and I love that so much. But anyway, May 26th is our wedding anniversary, which we were going to spend in Aruba. I'm telling you, I have been planning this Aruba trip for two years. And it wasn't just going to be me and my husband. It was going to be the whole entire family. I had seven people that I paid for and was taking to Aruba because you know why because I love my family and I love my extended family the ones that are attached to the individuals who are in my life and I just felt like this was going to be such an awesome time for us to bond as a family and get to know um, each other and get to spend time on the sandy beaches of Aruba. I have never been to Aruba. Nobody in my, my house has ever been to Aruba. This is the place we wanted to go. It was the place I chose to go to take the entire family. We had already been to Jamaica a couple of times. We've been to the Bahamas a couple of times. We've been to Mexico a couple of times. And we always went without the kids. <laughs> you know, it was always just me and Al. I felt like this was opportunity for me to take my entire family and just spend this awesome time in, the, in Aruba. But um, um, sadly, I don't think that's going to happen in May of 2020. And I'm okay with that. You know why? Because there are more important things in life than jumping on a plane and going to <laughs> a sunny beach. <laughs> All right. We have to stay safe. And um, I'm not so irresponsible that I would put my life, the lives of my family, and the lives of others in jeopardy because I wanted to take a trip. So am I tripping? No, I'm not tripping. Because May 26th is still going to be my anniversary. And me and my husband and my family will still celebrate our anniversary, even if it's in our backyard. You know? We can pretend that we're on the sandy beaches of the Aruba Island. Yeah, the happy little island. We can make it a happy little backyard. We're okay with that because we are sensible, common sense people. And we understand that we don't have no control over what happens around us. But what we have control over is how we respond to those things that happen all around us. I always want my response to be positive. And you know that shows growth.
Because there was a time, oh my goodness, when things would not go the way I wanted it to go. I would go into tantrum mode. There is nobody who threw a bigger tantrum than me. Yes, I threw some tantrums. I got angry a lot. But I'm going to tell you the truth. Let's do my studies as I begin to study. And um, I got further and further into my spirituality. And I'm not going to say religion because I have never, ever been a religious person. And I know that sounds strange coming from me because I know the difference between being religious and being spiritual, first of all. Religion will always be about politics. It will always be about politics. Spirituality, that's about God. And my life has always been about God. And as I did my studies and as I went on my journey searching for truth, I discovered a lot of things about myself. Because you, when you know yourself, then you'll be known. They say that. It's true. I went on this journey and discovering myself. And as I discovered myself, I discovered a very, very, very big part of myself was drawn toward my creator. I knew that I was always going to be connected to God. I may not be connected to no church or to other people, but I'm always going to be connected to God. And in my studies, I learned how to love. I learned how to love myself. I learned how to love God. And then I learned how to love people. Because you can't love God without first loving yourself. And the reason why I say that is because God is in you. And I discovered God within myself. I went out there looking for love, and guess what? I found God. <laughs> guess what? Because God was in me. God is such a big part of me and his love is such a big part of me that I learned how to love. And I learned how to love myself. And then when I learned how to love myself, I learned how to love everybody around me. I learned how to take my emotions out of things. This is not about emotions. Emotions, they serve one purpose. I don't know. I, I just, I, and I prayed about this and I asked the Lord to take away my emotions. Not that I wanted to be without compassion, without empathy, because those are parts of you that is necessary. When I say emotions, I'm talking about um, a reaction to um, anger or jealousy or insecurities, um, fear. Those, those trigger emotions, and those are negative. And I wanted to not allow a negative emotions to be a part of my life. So I don't respond to anger or jealousy or fear, um, insecurities in the way in which I used to or that most people still do. So I don't get angry at things anymore. I'm not jealous of anything anymore. I'm not insecure about who I am anymore. And I have no fear. Because what I understand is, and I'm not talking about the healthy fear, the fear that's necessary for you to, to um, keep yourself out of trouble. You know, that, you know what they say, um, fools tread where um, angels are, are afraid to go, you know, some, something along those lines. I'm not foolish. I don't do foolish things. So there are some things that I won't do out of fear of destroying myself. I'm not talking about that. 
I'm talking about the irrational fears. So my daughter taught me about this um, scenario. She, she calls it um, imaginary lions. Imaginary lions are, I put it in a nutshell, it's those things that you conjure up in your mind because you think of this scenario and then you think of all these negative things that's happening. It's like you're stuck in a cave, right? And the reason why you won't go out that cave is because you have a fear of the lions that are outside that cave. Except for there's no evidence of lions outside the cave. You've just made them up. You just decided that there were lions outside. And so the, the energy that it takes for you to be fearful of something that you literally made up in your mind is, is big. And even though I'm not giving the right scenario because, you know, there's so many ways that you can say this. I'm saying it my way. I'm not going to be afraid of things that I conjure up in my mind. The what if this happens? What is he going to say? What is he going to do? I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to face things as they come to me. I'm going to face everything head on. And I'm not going to be fearful of getting through my life. And that's the way I used to be. If you've known me in the past, you've known that I was a very, very scary person. I had anxiety disorders that was, I mean, it to the point where I sat, I had to sit in the back of the theater because guess what? I don't want nobody sitting behind me. I don't want nobody sitting behind me for fear of somebody might do something to me while they're behind me. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, I have to sit at the aisle seat because I don't want nobody crushing me inside. I don't want to be in between nobody. I mean, I had anxieties, anxieties that were... <sighs> crazy. But my husband and my family, they put up with my anxieties because they knew that, you know, she's going to freak out. If, if, if this happens, she's going to freak out. So they, they were always watching out for her. Well, mommy's going to freak out, whatever. But uh, I'm happy to say that I have gotten over those things. How did I get over those things? Well, spending time with yourself and spending time with your creator does a lot to change some of those notions and get rid of some of those fears. I mean, think about it. There is nothing that you can change if it's meant to happen. It's going to happen. And no amount of worrying is going to stop it from happening. You know, it's like the serenity prayer. We have to change the things that we can change. Accept the things that we cannot change. And, but we also need the wisdom to know the difference because there are things that we can change. And anything pertaining to yourself, you can change. Anything pertaining to somebody else outside of you, you cannot change another person. But quite possibly, if you change yourself, another person can be inspired by you and begin to make their own changes. Right? I want to be a person that inspires others to change. And that's why I work on myself all the time. I'm always working on me. I'm always looking within. I'm not afraid to meditate and spend time with me. I love myself. For the first time, and I don't know how long, I can open up my mouth and say I love myself. Because there was a time when I did not love myself. I did not. But I do now. And that is for your benefit because me loving myself showed me the possibilities of me loving everyone around me and everything around me. I am a better person. 
I am a better person and I, and I really hope to inspire other people to be better. And what me and my daughter are always talking about is you can't save the world. You can't save anybody but yourself. So if you're working on yourself, that's not selfish. That's self-love. And that is not a selfish thing. When you are working on yourself to become your best self, that benefits everyone around you. And then you can be an inspiration to somebody so that they can be their best self. So I created this podcast so that I can talk to ordinary people. So we can have a candid conversation about the things that affect us in life. If you have a business, I want you to talk about your business. If you are in the entertainment, if you're doing something creative, I, I want you to talk about it. Because the more we get to know about each other, the more we will be able to be of help to one another. So I want you to come on my show when we no longer have a shelter in place. I want to sit and have a conversation with you. You're going to find that I am a nice person. <laughs> I'm easy going. I'm easy to talk to. You come on my show, you know. All right. Okay. I admit that on that spirituality, religion, you know, segment, yeah, I got a little emotional. <laughs> yes, because that stuff means a lot to me. Because I want people to stop being sheep led to the slaughter. I want everybody to use their own mind to think, to trust God, not man. And not, you know, I'm not trying to say that we need to not trust people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when it comes to the weightier things in our life, we need to put that trust in our higher source. We need to look within. Because you're not going to find God outside of you. You're going to find him inside of you. And if you're always going to church or to church meetings and joining organizations so that you can feel whole, you're already looking in the wrong place. If you're looking outside of yourself in order to find this wholeness, hmm, sweetheart, I'm going to tell you that you're looking in the wrong place. You have to start within. Most of us start on the outside and work our way in, but I'm telling you, you will have more success if you start on the inside and work your way out. Inner peace. That's why it's called inner peace. Because it comes from inside of yourself. And if you've got turmoil happening inside of you, there ain't going to be no peace anywhere in the world for you. Because guess what? Wherever you go, that's where you are. And if you have not resolved that within your own self, you're going to take that where you go. It's just like this coronavirus. The reason why we're asking people to shelter in place is for that very same reason. Because if you have this virus, even if you don't have no symptoms, wherever you go, you take that virus with you. And then you give it to somebody who may not be as strong as you. And then they give it to somebody who is even weaker. And this is how we end up with epidemics. So, stay home. Go back to an inner place with inside yourself. If you don't know how to meditate, there are all kinds of meditation podcasts and, and all, you know, Oprah has a, a podcast for meditation. They got uh, uh, Headspace. There are all kinds of um, applications and programs for meditation, but I don't use any of them because I have been meditating since 
I can't even before meditation became a thing. Go to your room. Go to your own private place. Get into a comfortable chair. Close your eyes and start talking to yourself. And ask the spirit that lives inside of you to bring you peace and comfort. That's it. I mean, I know. Um, you know, everybody ain't me. So if you need to go sign up to Headspace or to Oprah and Deepak or some other meditation place, please go do that. I'm not telling you. Whatever works for you. This is not about me. This is about you right now. Me, I'm good. I want you to be good too. Okay? So while you are sheltering in a place, get that notebook that I told you to get earlier. Get that pen. Start writing down all of these things that make you feel good. And then put a plan in place. This is where people get a lot of things wrong. In all of my workshops, all of you who have come to my workshops, thank you for that. In my workshops, you know, I try to teach you what I know. But then I try to get you to have a plan. Because everything that I say is good. But if you're not putting it down on paper, if you're not making a plan for your own life, the minute you walk out of any workshop, and the minute you put your notebook down and you don't look at it again, you're not going to remember anything. That you learned in any workshop, not just mine, any workshop you go to, because everything that you do in these workshops require you to go home and then do some work. You know what they say? Well, not that James says it in your good old Bible. Faith without works is dead. You show me your faith without works, and I will show you my works because. Of my faith. <sighs> yeah. I said it. I'm going to need y'all to step out on faith. And move with courage. Go out. Make a plan for yourself. Write it down on paper. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it wherever you're going to see it. And work your plan every single day. Don't put it in a drawer. Don't close the notebook and never open it again. I want you to think about what it is that you want to do with your life every single day. Every morning when you wake up, I want you to look at that. I want you to put it in your psyche. I want you to say <sighs> the mantra, I am. I am what? I am able to do whatever it is that I say that I'm going to do. Because you are able. We all are. We are the great I am. The great I am lives inside of us. I am is absolute. It means this is it. You can do it. I know you can. So grab that notebook. Write down your plan. Rip it out of the notebook. Put it on your refrigerator. Look at it every day. And whatever it is that you say that you're going to do, I want you to say it. Every day. I am whatever it is that comes after that. Because that means you're for sure about what you're going to do. A long time ago, when I first started with um, writing my novels and getting into my studies, I wake up every day and I would say, I am a success. 
I would say this, regardless, through tears, I was saying, I am a success. I spoke those words, I am a success, every single day, even when I was nowhere near even getting close to being successful. And just remember, success has nothing to do with what other people call successful. To me, I'm not, uh, how can I say, I'm, I'm not money hungry. Material things only mean as much to me as what I need to do what it is that I need to do. You understand what I'm saying? I probably wouldn't stay rich long because money doesn't really have power over me. I use money for whatever it is that I need to do to make me feel good and do what I want to do. But um, I always saw myself as a success, even when others did not, even when I was belittled, even when I was dragged, even when, when people didn't want to have anything to do with me. I got up every single morning and I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I am a success. Because it's not what other people think about me. It's what I think about me. And um, I'm doing, like I said, I'm doing what I love. This podcast has been my brainchild for a long time. Even before podcasting became podcasting, I didn't even know it was called podcasting, but I knew I wanted to do this. And I'm doing this. I'm doing it. That makes me a success. Because I decided what I wanted to do with my life. And I decided who I wanted to be. And that's it. And that's what I'm asking you to do. Make a decision about who you are. Forget about what other people think you are. Forget about it. You look at yourself in the mirror. And in that moment... You decide who you are. And then you go off and you become that. Because remember, you can have what you say. Out of your mouth comes life or death. Out of your mouth comes success or failure. I know you can do it. So, that's it. That's all I have. And like Forrest Gump says, that's all I have to say about that. That means I'm done. So this is Dr. Caroline Bethia Jones. And um, I will talk to you again later on in the month about something else that interests me. In the meantime, you have an awesome day. Take advantage of this opportunity and be the best you that you could possibly be. And I'm going to be looking for you. I'm going to be looking for you on my show. I'm going to be watching you. Okay? Bye.